0: Hello everyone. Uh, we are continuing on on our Love, Pay It Forward series. Um, if you haven't been around or um, aware of that, that's the title of our series, Love, Pay It Forward. And uh, it's really about bringing others to, to Christ, and that's how we want to pay it forward, right? And so the title of my teaching tonight is Entropy. Neutral isn't neutral. Uh, You're like, what? Um, What is entropy? And uh, what do you mean by neutral isn't neutral? You know, I asked myself the same thing, right? Um, Well, first, um, I'll tell you what entropy means, because I had to do some studying myself on this. Um, And uh, the definition, basically, entropy is, the second law of thermodynamics, it has to do with physics. I'm, you know, for all you physics majors, I'm not a physics major, but it's uh, basically the second, the sci- scientific law that says that things tend to move from a state of order to disorder um, <laughs> in isolated systems, and that order is obtained when energy is purposely added. So, so sort of like In an isolated system, like, nothing is going in and nothing's coming out, you know, I don't know, that sort of helps. Um, So then that sort of brings me into the neutral as a neutral part. Um, And uh, I want us to think about, so now now that I've sort of, or explained what the definition of entropy is, this is really low. Um, I want us to think uh, about how this law of entropy relates to to our lives, but specifically, how it relates to sharing our faith Um, and uh, and how God um, is really trying to tell us something with this sharing faith thing. Um, I don't know if you've you've ever heard of this term it's often used, I've used it many times where people in church say God will cover have you ever heard of that saying? <laughs> have you said it yourself? I have, you know. Um, and uh, oftentimes when you forgot something or you didn't do something, <laughs> you say, oh, God will cover. And uh, it's true, true statement to some degree. Uh, true statement. Um, or uh, what's the other one? He will send someone else. Like, in, in you know, I haven't necessarily always said that out loud, but I have said that out loud. But, I mean, I think it more than I say it. Um, And uh, so I used to tell myself that God didn't give me uh, an evangelical ministry, like that he didn't give me like a personality that's like evangelical. And so I never like used to share my faith, ever. Like I used to say, I used to say that, oh, I mean I used to say this all the time when I really believed it. I used to say before I even learned anything about sharing Jesus with other people, I used to say, well, that's just for the people that are like gifted in that. Like, like Nancy would be one of those people that I would be like, "Oh, that's just for people like Nancy. Like, they're super outgoing people, person, personality types. Like, that's just not me. So I, I don't, so I don't have to worry about it. God will cover. He will send someone else, right? So that whole thing. And um, <clears throat> I found all these awesome quotes. So you'll be hearing like several quotes that are really cool, actually, by really awesome people. And one of them is. Uh, by Malcolm X. It says, a man who stands for nothing will fall for anything. And I fell for the lie that God didn't give me that gifting, therefore I don't care. I don't have to think about it, you know? And does that sound like a lie? I mean, does that sound like, like, could it, I mean, could it, is it true that God would not bless you with the gift of sharing your faith? Like, I mean, does that really make sense, you know? I mean, you may not be a people person, but you can ask people, and share your faith with people. I don't care how shy you are. Um, I was one of those people. That's why I can talk about this. Um, uh, So my life has drastically changed in this, but before it changed the way it used to be, was really interesting because, uh, so I never invited anyone ever, ever, ever. Like before, back in the day, none of you really knew me, but Shay and Nancy and Adam maybe did, but yeah, I never invited anyone Uh, I never felt I had to, again. Uh, I also didn't have many deep relationships at the time. Uh, And I was sort of cliquish, so I didn't really talk outside of my circle. I don't know if you can relate. Like, sorry, but that means you're cliquish, you know? Uh, uh, Sorry. I didn't mean to insult you, but that's what sort of that is, you know? Um, And uh, I made sure people felt like they couldn't approach me also, like, I was told, that was the message I was trying to send, and I was like, cool with that? I was like, great, they totally feel like they can't talk to me. Like, great, I was comforted by that, you know? Because that means I was going to be left alone. And uh, and uh, I have several friends, actually, that, uh, that knew me then, that have asked me, like, now in present time, uh, why didn't you invite me to church? Like, and... Um, One of them was Shay. actually. Uh, I went to high school with Lachey. I met her, we met in Spanish class. And uh, we would chat it up. I mean, we'd have the greatest time. Just, we'd sort of copy each other's homework. And uh, it was great. I mean, loved her, loved her laugh. I was like, oh my gosh, she's fun. And we became friends. And after high school, we became even more closer friends. And um, I was going to church and fellowship the whole time. Never once invited her. And... uh, thank God Jojo Perez asked her and invited her and that's why she's here. So, and it feels horrible to, to think back also. And there's another friend of mine, Ebony, who, who came to church and said, who, who came to our fellowship and really loved it. and was like, how come you never invited me? Like, she was kind of like, I did what? Like all this time and all these amazing friends you have and this amazing community. And she's just like, how come you never invited me? And I was just like, I don't know, I just, I was in a different space, I was in a different place, I didn't know how to share my faith, you know, I was in the isolated system, you know, like I wasn't letting anything in, I wasn't letting anything out, that's like, you know, we'll see how entropy plays out in our lives, but uh, further down, but that's sort of, you know, does that sort of help the visual as far as as that goes, and uh, so I think I missed a lot of opportunities, I mean, these are just two people in my life but there was a lot more than two and I just think back of the list of people that I could have invited and they're gone like those opportunities are done you know I don't know if they're coming back I was you know lucky enough that Shay was asked by someone else but I know there's other people in my life that are not that could could have been here maybe you know Um, I don't know you know and it feels pretty horrible actually to think back at that um, because I had nothing to say about that and um, And so, what I did, and the whole thing too about entropy is that neutral isn't neutral, is that you can't bury your head in the sand and say, I, because, like, ignorance is bliss. It's not true, because what I did had an impact, you know, on Shay. I think, for instance, I'll use her as an example, like, um, because I, 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 and I can quote her saying, you know, if I would have known this sooner or, or earlier in my life I could have avoided this or this and that, you know and it's true, I mean oftentimes, with well, there's parts of our lives where we're like if I knew what I know now then how much could I have I like hurt or pain or just healing or how much further along would I be in my life as far as knowledge or wisdom or whatever and so um, so that's the whole thing where neutral isn't neutral you know, that what you do has an impact, negative or positive you know where you put and focus your energy into in life has an effect. You know, so this whole thing of like, you know, the whole thing of neutral—I'm it, it, neutral. It's not true. You know, um, so now that we've bursted that bubble, <laughs> uh, hopefully, um, why don't we, we're gonna? I'm gonna go into a a parable here that is, and uh, shows exactly. How entropy sort of plays out in our lives and um, and so in uh matthew twenty five actually uh, you can go there if you have a bible um, it's uh, the parable of the talents in matthew twenty five in, in starting in verse fourteen and sort of the context of this is that Jesus is t- talking to his disciples and because previously they had asked him pre- in the uh, chapters before, or um, before this parable, they had asked him, you know, uh, does anybody know? Do you know the time of when um, all the a bunch of things are going to happen? And he's saying nobody knows the time when Jesus is when I, nobody knows when the Son of Man is coming back, basically. And he's and, they're, and he's trying to tell them, you know, but sort of saying that we have to be prepared. N- nobody knows the time. Nobody knows when or what. But no matter what, even though you don't know, we should always live our lives in a way that. Um, it's like, we don't know when he's coming, so we don't know when the master's coming back, so we better clean the house up every day. You know what I mean? Just because we don't know when he's coming back, it doesn't mean we can be slobs. you know? So he's kind of saying, prepare, always live your life in a way that if, if Jesus came back tomorrow, if I came back tomorrow, you'd be ready, you'd be proud, you have a lot of good things to report, you know? So so this is why he's talking to them in parables as well, and one of, in, in this one, the parable of the talents, is uh, basically how life works. God sort of summoned it up, or Jesus Christ is talking about it. And um, and in verse, starting in verse 14, it says, sorry, uh, it says, uh, again, it will be, because he's telling them another parable, aside from the many he's already told them, um, he says, again, it will be like a man going on a journey. And uh, the man represents God, who called, or Jesus, I'm sorry, um, who called his servants and entrusted his property to him, uh, who called his servants and entrusted his property to him, and to one he gave five talents of money, to another, two talents, and to another, one talent, and the talent is gold or silver, so it's money, Um, the talent's kind of like a pawn, (laughs) it's funny, Um, but, um, but uh, so he's kind of saying, he's trying to explain, he's saying to one man he gave, uh, how much? Uh, where was I? Five, two, and one, right? Um, and uh, inter- let's just start breaking this down because uh, it's really interesting. Uh, the word entrust is that um, we can establish there that God gave us something. Right? Would you agree? The entrusting? He said that God entrusted him, or I'm sorry, that the man entrusted him with, with five and two and one. So, they got something. And, uh, and, it's, and that's sort of like us, where God entrusts us with his property. So he made us with unique talents and abilities, you know. And so there's no one in this room that can't say, oh, I, I, I didn't get anything. Like, oh, I can't, I can't do that. Like, because it's not true. Because we know that God gave us something that I mean that because this is Jesus talking about how the way basically life works um and um and what did God entrust us with you know do you know what he entrusted you with I mean do you do you know you know um I know one of them is that to share our faith the great commission that's a huge one that, that he entrusted us with the message, to spread the message, to spread the message of grace, to love people, and also to share Christ with people. So that's definitely, like, a given. And uh, let's read on, actually. Um, in verse 16, it says, the man who had received the five talents went, went at once and put his money to work, gained, um, put his money to work. And uh, where am I? and gains five more. So also, with the two talents, gained two more. Um, but the man who had received the one talent went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. So there's choices with what we get to do, right? With what we have, there's choices, there's um, clearly options with what we, we got. And what's interesting about this parable is that... Um, it says that according to to uh, God, or yeah, God gave us according to our abilities. God gave us something. So I used to look at Nancy and be like, oh, I just can't do that. I just, I just can't do that. Like I'm not a people person. I can't be evangelical. Like I can't just bring five million people to church in one day. You know, that's just not me. You know, but but the but that's not it. And 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 in the in the word ability there's an emphasis in that that there's training in, in and involved you know in that it's interesting that he gave people different amounts even because I mean the one with the the guy with the one talent what if he didn't couldn't handle anymore and God saw, God saw that you know he, he could only handle one really you know and uh, and obviously the guy with the five maybe he had a little bit more wisdom maybe he had a little bit more you know business uh, he was more business savvy or whatever you know that he he would know he would have a good investment or return with this guy who, who probably had done it before, you know. So um, it's actually pretty cool that God um, doesn't give us more, you know, uh, without experience. Because <laughs> If God gave you that responsibility and I really didn't know, then I really would be in trouble, you know, or all of us, you know. And um, so I think it's loving on God's part to give different mount or 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 in this you know in the way that he it's written now, that it's really actually a thoughtful thing that it's not god it's not that god's like not trying to bless us equally or whatever you know it's it's that who knows we're all in different places you know uh god knows that when i first started coming to church i could never speak in tongues right away, you know I, like i was afraid to speak in tongues or whatever but gradually i got there do you know sort of that idea and uh Let's see, let me follow my notes before I get lost. Um, So, let's keep reading actually. Um, The man who, so we see that the man who had received the one talent went off, dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. So um, that's a really interesting one because um, that's exactly, I think, what we do sometimes is we hide what we have you know, when we don't share our faith, that's exactly what's happening, it's like, that, that it, it's that God will send someone else, it's that, you know, God will cover, or or you just don't know, maybe you just don't know that God's given you something, and you just haven't found, you haven't, you, you need some maturing in that, you, you haven't tried it, and, and so I think it sounds like this guy was really uh, uh, afraid. You know, maybe he. Well, we'll read on actually. It says, after a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them, because there will be a day where we, we, God, you know, where Jesus will come back and, and and we will, you know, God will look at our lives and say, what how, you know, what what did you do with the things that I give you? And that is, that is part of it. Not because it's not like this. It's just like, you know, but there will be that time where we where we will have to sort of account with what we were entrusted with because we don't want to ignore that anymore. You know, that's part of why we're talking about this is because we can't be ignorant to the fact that God's given us something to do, and we have talents and abilities that need to be shared, you know. Um, And so in verse 20 it says, The man who had received the five talents brought the other five master. And he's so happy. He's not hiding, right? He's like, he said, "Uh, You entrusted me. And it seems like he gets the heart behind it there, because he gets the, the, you know you entrusted me with something, and I did something with it. And so usually when somebody's excited, they talk about it. You know, when when somebody's excited about something or or blessed or happy or feeling like, um, I know I have felt that way. Is is they they relate to it? I I've related in a heart, and my heart's softer in other ways when I'm not hiding from God <laughs> versus when I am. You know, and um, and so it says. Uh, you entrusted me with five talents, see, I have gained five more. And he says, uh, his master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. And, um, oh, let me keep reading, actually. The man with the two talents also came and said, master, he said, you entrusted me with two talents. Uh, See, I have gained two more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have gained faith. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share my master and share your master's happiness. And again, it's not that God's not trying to bless um, those that like, the, uh, you know, people when they're not uh, sharing their faith or whatever, or it's contingent upon that, but um but there is a lot of uh, spiritual laws if you will that talk about f- being faithful and sowing and reaping and the laws of the spiritual laws that God has actually as far as um, that 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 sowing and reaping and giving and being faithful is is a way of God and that that's how God entrusts trusts us actually and it's actually a really awesome thing that God plays it out like that because you know, faithfulness is the basis of trust, you know, in a lot of things, in relationships, and, and the same thing with God. You know, he's not going to entrust us with, with people we're not willing to take care of, for instance, you know. Or, you know, I used to uh, also look at my life that way and be like, you know, God, I, you're just not, or I don't know. I think I used to get caught up in thinking that way where, where God wouldn't send me anyone because I wouldn't take care of them anyway, you know. And it's kind of true, you know, because he's looking out for them too. He's not just like trying to help you grow, you know. God's really looking out for everybody, and so that's the idea. It's not, and so that that God honors and rewards that, you know, um, your faithfulness and your stewardship in that sense. And um, and in First Corinthians, actually, you don't have to go there, but uh, in uh, chapter four, two it says now it, it is required that those who have been given a trust must must prove faithful, and so. That's the idea behind that, that where he says good and faithful servant, that there's trust, you know. And um, and so let's read on, see what happens with the guy with the one talent. It says, then the man who had received the one talent came and said, Master, he said, I knew that you are a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. Interesting that he says... I knew you are a hard man, you know, like he's already got this view of like this harsh person coming to scold him for not investing or whatever, you know, and or working hard enough and it just goes to show oftentimes I definitely have related that way where we're God, I didn't even try because I just know that you expect so much that I just can't even, you know, I, I'm not even going to try because I know I can't please you, your bar is too high or whatever, you know and that's not the case, you know, uh, but we think God's a harsh master sometimes, don't we, I mean, oftentimes, I know I have, and so, um, and he says, he kind of accuses him even, in some ways, <laughs> it's just kind of weird, because he's like, um, that, that he knew he was a harsh man, you know, a hard man, and, a, and so he says, so I was afraid, and went out, and hid your talent in the ground, so here's what belongs to you, and that makes no sense, like, to hide it. Like, that made more sense than anything else, than trying, even though you're afraid. Like, risking doesn't make more sense than hiding it. I mean, it just makes no sense. But I've definitely done this. (laughs) It makes no sense when we do this, you know? Um, But, um, like, so we get stuck on ourselves. And so it says that the guy, I was afraid, he says, um... Yeah, did I read that part? I said, I, so I was afraid and went out and hid your talent in the ground and see here's what belongs to you. And so I think that for me, and I think, I don't know about you, but I've definitely lived my life in a way that, that and even justified why not, I, I don't have to share my faith. I don't have to speak, go out of my way, um, because there's like a, a mentality also that says, you know, I'm not going to get involved, so I don't, you know, I'm not going to hurt anyone. Uh, I'm only hurting myself or whatever, um, you know, and, and like I, you can't say I owe you anything because I never asked you anything here. And so the guy's here is like, here, here's what you gave me. Here's the one talent. I didn't, you know, I didn't do anything, but I also didn't lose it or whatever. I, he's sort of implying like, you know, I say, I just, here's exactly what you gave me. And oftentimes, I don't know about you, but when I've been challenged to share my faith, and where I, where I have felt God pulling me in that direction to, to show, or help me grow. Um, and what I've said, nah, you know, I'm, I'm not cool with that right now. Like, and there's a, I think there's some shame with that that comes up. And so instantly I would be like, see, God, I'm not, at least I'm only hurting myself. I'm not hurting anybody else. I'm heart-hearted. Yeah, I admit it. <laughs> I'm heart-hearted. But you know what? at least you know i don't know you anything i'm not asking for your help i don't know you anything you don't know me we're even steven and that's just that's again the neutral isn't neutral because is that really reality no the reality is that we have to accept that god's given us something all of us unique talents and abilities and so you have to like you can't take it out so there there's you know whether you like it or not you have something, and so whether you get involved or not, it's totally a choice, you know? Um, and so I, I think I've used that to cover my butt, you know, with God, I used to, I, I've, I've used that excuse to cover my shame about why I haven't, why I didn't speak up to Shay, or, you know, that's, the, it was the, sto- the story of my life for a long time, you know, where, why I couldn't grow in that. Um, I was too busy defending my position. And uh so a lot of time goes into that too. you know there's a lot of time that goes into like,, oh, I just can't, I just can't that's just that's just for the people in leadership, or that's just for the people- you know they, they look really comfortable, like, oh they, they love it, you know, that's just not me'm I'm, I'm shy, you know, I don't have anything to give and and that's just not true, you know that's just not true and there there's um there's a lot of reasons why that's not true, but this parable really. It's, speaks about that and um oh so i'm sorry so let's keep reading actually and it says um buries it and verse 26 it says his master replied you wicked lazy servant ouch you know says (laughs) ah you know he's right though isn't he i mean like this guy he didn't do anything he didn't even try i'm you know being afraid is valid I've been, I'm i afraid all the time. I mean, I'm afraid of teaching, you know. It's valid. It's totally valid. God's not like, uh, you're afraid, suck it up, you know. That's not God. But can you do things afraid? Yeah, you can. Can you, can you risk? We risk all the time. I mean, I'm sorry, for things that are way less worthy than, than what God's asking us to do, you know. Can you risk a little bit of embarrassment to asking people to church? Awkwardness? you know, they might say no, om, OMG, like, you know, rejection, we can risk a little rejection, right, we can, we can take it, we've been rejected, I'm sure, many times by men or women, you know, um, I know I have, and it doesn't feel good, but I got over it, <laughs> but, uh, so, you know, God's way more worth it than, than, than that kind of rejection, right, um, but, um so, so not to not to downplay the fear, you know what I mean. I'm not saying that, but, but man, how long is that gonna stop you? How long is that gonna have a hold on your life? You know, we don't get anything done in that in that way, and it is lazy in that sense. So he's like, you wicked lazy servant. Uh, so you knew that I harvested where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. So he's like, you know, i I, I like to 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 do things and 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 risk and. And grow and so in this and so and you didn't even try you know and so it says well then you should have put my money he's even he's giving, him, giving him another option that he could have done right so <laughs> there's a lot of things that God's like you could have done so many things you know like fighting for him he says well then you should have put my money on to, on deposit with a banker so that when I returned I would have received back with interest like at least right like and um And so that's where I'm like, really, burying it made the most sense? Like, (laughs) it doesn't make any sense. Like, you know, you could at least try the option and fail. Who cares, right? But, like, burying what we got, burying what, like, God has has given us makes no sense. So that's how you know. It's weird. Like, so, but we got to get to the place that we believe that God's given us something first and that we accept it. We accept that as truth, you know, because I think... I was definitely in denial and 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 about that for a long time and and still struggle with that, you know. Definitely do. And uh, so the 20 verse 28 says, take the talent from him and, and give it to the one who has the 10 the 10 talents. Why? Because he's faithful. Why? Because he's going to do something with it. Not because he's like you're bad, I'm not going to bless you. No, he's like, "Oh, I need I'm going to work with you, but I'm going to give this to someone else because they're going to do something with it." And uh says for everyone who has will be given more and he will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what he has, will be taken from him. Isn't that how life works though? We lose things when we don't value them. We lose things when we don't risk. I mean I've lost friendships because I haven't sewn into them. Do you know what I mean? Um, I lost opportunities of sharing my faith because I didn't do anything with that opportunity. So so it's very true. Whoever does not have even what he has will be taken from him. I mean, that's pretty deep, in terms of when when we think about sharing our faith, um, that that there's a lot of things that that uh, get lost, you know, as far as talking to people and, and missed opportunities or relationships that you could have you could have spoken up more about your faith and. Um, it says, this is kind of dark, it says, throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and canishing of teeth. And uh, it's a dark place to be. I mean, I've been there, and uh, I've definitely been there. And that's exactly, uh, brings me to my next point, because not that long ago, actually, um, I, I think I've talked about this before, and I'm not going to get into much, I in know, I've talked about it a bunch, but uh, I, um, I, I started telling myself, oh, I'm neutral again for some reason, uh, because <laughs> it gets lost actually this the the more we stay in reality with the this whole thing of like my life what i what i do or don't do matters when we when we wake up every day and we say my actions matter whether i talk to someone about my faith today or not it matters you the way you keep that going is that you do it actually you actually have to do it to actually see the 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 fruit right so I stop doing that. And that's how it gets into that weirdness again. That's how it gets back into Oh, I'm tired. I uh, you know. Oh, I I just I just want to you know, I don't know, watch TV, you know? Like I just I don't I just want to um do my you know, my normal routine and maybe go to church and you know, and And just God's good, <laughs> like stamp it with that, God's good, you know, God'll cover. I mean, maybe you don't say those exact words, but that's sort of how we you know, we just go about our things and 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 so I started telling myself that actually again and and um and I started uh, reaching out for people again, I started um. Uh, isolating actually again and sort of going back to the way that I was before I even knew any of this stuff and um, my sense of excitement for God and fighting for His people got lost in in that and and it was really sad and it got worse actually than the first time because I felt like this time it was conscious consciously because I knew better and so there, that also changes and 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 ignorance is no longer bliss where you know you've you've heard it today and you will hear it more and I'm sure you've heard it before where. It's not that you need this for your, like, spiritual life to survive. Uh, you need this. Even, I mean, even as a human being, and especially with your relationship with God, if we don't find a way to give and share Christ with someone, you're, you die a slow death, you know. Um, and you will see yourself wanting to isolate. You will see yourself wanting to just do whatever you want all the time, whatever feels good you know run to a relationship run to a job for success run to things that fill up a void that God's supposed to meet and that is serving because God's given us all a spiritual job to do the talents he's all given us because not because he wants slaves right but because it's fulfilling because but we won't know that until we try it we just won't know it until you get that these laws of life and spiritual laws work like this law of entropy you know that 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 if you're an iso- if you're in this isolated system of, of that, that it doesn't mean that you stay safe just because you're doing things that are comfortable. I don't know about you, but my spiritual state got worse. Like then he- it got worse, and I'm like, I was suicidal. I was like, oh my gosh, I was hearing demonic voices. I was hearing it got worse, and I was like, what? I'm just doing what I want to do. I don't get it, God. Like, why is this getting? I thought this was like a sure thing. I thought I was gonna feel better. Like, I thought you know, I started. And so, I don't know, I think there was a battle there with uh, spiritual, ba- you know, God wrestling for my heart and also Satan trying to shut his voice out, you know? And so, you know, I, I really think that's how people get really uh, lost, you know, and, and you see people with schizophrenia or whatever, you know? I, I think that that's could be part of it. And um, so much, it's just like once you know God, it's like it's hard to just tune him out you know when you've heard his goodness when you've heard his message you can try to tune, tune him out all you want but it just gets worse you know and um and so uh which is why I know the next uh quote that I have is really cool it says uh, all that's necessary for the forces of evil to win in the world is for enough good men to do nothing and isn't that the truth that's all the forces of evil need, <laughs> Satan. That's all it needs for you to be like, you know, I don't need to show up. I don't, I don't need to do that, you know. I'm fine, you know. Um, all the things, we j- I, you know, I just ran down through, like, oh, that just, like it doesn't apply, you know. And, I, and, I, and when I was going through this dark time, I, I really felt that way. Where I was just like, I'm tired, God. I know, I know this way. I know that I have something to give. I just don't want to do it. And it was a choice to to, and it felt horrible. And let me tell you, it's been, it was hard getting out of that. It was like double, triple, harder than, than the first time. (laughs) You know, it really was because Satan was wanting to let go, and uh, and so when I got I mean not exactly this quote but when I got back to thinking this way that that's all that really Satan was laughing in my face and that had that he had achieved exactly what he wanted I was like oh like I just it sunk in my head and I just couldn't convince that my life is not fulfilling and my life is not good without serving without sharing my faith that that is truly what brings back in life into my life that's the energy that comes back into my life that's the energy that you're pouring into other people when you share your faith and um and um <clears throat> so the devil loves it when we do nothing to share our faith devil loves it when you he put someone on your when god puts someone on your heart and you're like oh i'll ask him later it'll be awkward. I work with them and I have to see them every day. So I really don't want that kind of relationship at work. You know, (laughs) I don't know about you, but that's what I would think about. Or at school, like, oh, I see them in class all the time. What if they say no? It's awkward afterwards. I'm not going to invite them. You know, all those little things. It's just like, instead of just like, okay, it's awkward. I'm afraid, but I'm going to do it anyway. You know, (laughs) that's like, that makes way more sense than not doing anything. Just like, and God's like, I, I have plenty of options. I have plenty of ways to, to make it work. Just give me a chance here, you know? Give yourself a chance. And um, so, but, but Satan's never going to stop making you think that your life doesn't matter. Satan's never going to stop pouring into your life in that way that's, he loves that, like he will never stop doing that, so know that you're constantly being talked out of things <laughs> you know, by him and, and, and influenced in somewhere. No, I mean you know what I mean, like where he's throwing things at you, where really there, there's a discipline and a structure, really that, that you have, to, we have to apply into our lives to it, in order to survive this stuff, and and not just survive, I don't want to sound like it's this like, you're always feeling tired and it's, we- no, once you get going, man, nothing, in, you're unstoppable with God and Jesus Christ and the power of Holy Spirit, like, you're unstoppable. There's nothing stopping that. And, and, and when Satan throws blows, you're like, yeah, I see you, and I'm not scared, you know? I must be doing something right. Great. We're on the same team. You know what I mean? Um, we're on the same page, you know? And so um, <clears throat> so that God, I want us all to raise our hands if we agree that God's given us all talents and abilities, that you have a talent, that you have the ability to share your faith. Can I see? Even if you don't necessarily believe it just now, or share, or feel it in your heart, <laughs> but that—that that you can do it. And um, so, um, which brings me uh, to my next quote, which is awesome. It says, uh, "Life's most persistent, urgent question, and this is the truth, because man, once you know, you're like, oh, it's always gonna be in the back of your mind. It's always gonna be there." I promise you, it's always going to be there. <laughs> it says, life's most persistent, urgent question is, what are you doing for others? And this uh, awesome man named by the, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. actually said this. And uh, he put his talents to good use. <laughs> he uh, did a lot, actually. And he was a hardcore Christian man. And um, it's very inspiring to, to that, that he said that, actually, because um, it's true you know, if that's not, I know that, that when it comes down to it, people, the, the the desire of men's heart, hearts is to help people, even, you know, um, you don't have to be Christian to want that, I mean, there's many people that want that, you know, and uh, many different faiths that want to help other people, and I know that's a question that's constantly pounding in our hearts, like, what can I do for, and, and I know it feels, I don't, I don't know about you, but it feels good to give in any way possible, like, whether it's in any shape, way or form, it's good to, to give and and I think, it's good to start turning sharing our faith into that that we see it as giving, that you don't have to be experienced, you don't have to have all the answers or or, or all the all the right answers to share to share your faith. You really say, you know, I went to church today and um, somebody they were talking about inviting people to church and I thought of you. <laughs> uh, would you like to come to church? I know it's a little awkward, but I just thought I'd try because I really was inspired by this. Are you interested? I mean, it could be that, you know. And uh, so, I I, I want to bring Shay back up again because uh, <laughs> she's here, you know, and thank God. And um, but I want you to think about people in your life that could be her, you know. Her her life has tremendously changed, um, and uh, I mean I don't know. I'm sure God would never stop fighting for Shay, but who knows? I don't know that. I don't know that. You don't know that. You know you. I, there's people in our lives that need fighting for, it. and thank God Joe asked her. But if Joe didn't ask her, I don't know. I don't. I don't have any guarantee whatsoever that somebody else was going to ask her to church or go somewhere else. You know. Um, and I know for a fact that you, that we sometimes are the only people asking. Like, I know f- that for a fact. I know people in my life that I'm the only one asking. And so, I'm sorry that that those are really like that's actually pretty sad when you think about it. It's like, oh, it's a losing battle, but it's not. You know what I mean? But like, it's a the the laborers are, you know, the the um, the harvest is plentiful, but the the laborers are few. You know. And I actually want to uh, play a little uh, a video actually, about how this could look in our lives. It's uh, nothing fancy, nothing fancy at all, actually. We just have to want to be uh, to share our faith and to just try it, just try it. I mean, literally none of us would be sitting here in this room if somebody didn't invite you. Think about that. You would not be here if you weren't invited. Um, so let's pay it forward, uh, and uh, we'll play this little about. And I had never felt that kind of love for people I didn't even know. And so they don't even have to be people you know. It could be strangers at the grocery store, you know. Wherever you go, there's plenty of opportunity. There's always that. And But you won't know it until you try it. You won't know what God can do in that sense until you try that. And you don't know the ripple effect, just like that video. You won't know that, you know? And, but you know, we know this much. We're here, you know? And so I actually wanted to leave you with a little challenge, which um, we want to pay it forward. So I thought it would be a great idea and doable to, to uh, invite uh, and bring a person next Wednesday, to invite one person. And and pray, who can I who can I bring next Wednesday? Not two weeks from now, not three weeks from now, next Wednesday. I mean that's doable, and and to pray and ask God, who can I invite? Because the video says I invited, you know. So just who can I invite, God? And and part of it is the desire, because sometimes that's the process is that we build our desire for even like you know like we didn't all like vegetables at one point, maybe. And then you build your, 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 you know, your taste buds. So it's the same thing. Maybe you, didn't, you don't necessarily like sharing your faith, and that's where we're at. But, but, um, but so we got to pray, right? We got to pray for God to, to give us the desire and to help us in our unbelief or our unwillingness. And God will help you to soften your heart, and he'll be like, you can do it. Bam, He'll all of a sudden he'll, he'll bring you someone, and then you, you might, you know, snooze it. Or you might totally see it. I don't know. So I say we can pray about who can we ask. Ask for the desire if you don't have it. Pray for the desire. Say, God, I know that I don't want this. I'm afraid. But can you please help me have the desire to at least ask? They don't, maybe they're not going to come when you ask them. Maybe they're going to say no. But at least pray for the desire in your circumstances, in your, uh, in your everyday life, work, school, whatever, um, pray for the desire because um, we want to grow in this, there's plenty of room here, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and, 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 and that's paying it forward, and so yeah, that's about it. I-